He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. Nikki Haley, one of the Republican candidates, is calling for mental competency tests for those politicians over the age of 75. What do you it's think ridiculous. about that? Ridiculous. Would your husband ever take one of those? I mean, we haven't even discussed. We would never even discuss something like that. <laughs> All right, there you have it. Jill Biden doesn't like the idea of a mental health test or a cognitive test for the president of the United States. Hey to everyone coming in. Slow burn. Damn it, Janet, which I love that name. Mudcat, good to see you. Shelby, everyone over on Rumble. Ginger, Jill, D. Donner, Texas Panhandle, all of you guys. So glad you're here today for this Tuesday. Barb. 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 Barb's been going at it all day on Red Voice. I can tell you that much. Love it. Barb really does rock. Barb, we're talking about making you a shirt sending it to you um but no we're so glad all of you guys are here but i mean here's what i'll say about what jill biden just said i might actually agree with her that it's ridiculous for someone over 75 to have a mental health test because you know what i think anyone who's sitting behind the resolute desk or at least has their name on the desk maybe they're napping in the other room should have to take those those tests it should be for all ages if you are the commander-in-chief of our armed forces You've got the, the nuclear codes. You should be frequently well-checked, right? Yes, uh, uh, 100%. I mean, m m imagine, I mean, we've, and we've probably had a president in there, but we didn't know that was manic, depressive. I mean, imagine if we had, well, I don't know, maybe we should uh, throw the nukes. No, everything's great. You know, like it's just this up and down of a roller coaster. They need to be put in check. Just how there's a, you got to be 35 or older. There should be a check. Not saying that we should put an age limit on the top, but they're, 75 plus well i i i am i am a proponent for having some age limits on the presidency yeah. there, there are people who are who are very fit and they're going to be more fit than 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 any of us into their 80s and 90s and god bless them that's great but that's not the norm right i mean you get to that point and you literally we've seen it happen and I, i'm not saying i like i i'm joking somewhat but at the same time i'm not trying to make light of it but we've all seen someone who we know and see is doing pretty well they break a hip and then they're dead weeks or months later like you, you get to it just it's just a different stage of life right and again it's not your grandparent it's not your your parent it's the president of the united states who has a lot of responsibility so you i think that you no matter what your age should 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 have to have frequent tests done and it should be done by a you know some sort of a third party objective source that is not going to just be like yeah he's fine like they're doing with joe obviously joe's not fine obviously jill should should burn in hell for what she's done dragging her husband around allowing him to do this and make a mockery of himself and their family which they do plenty on their own to do they didn't need this for that but man i tell you what it's it it, it should be done it should be done for well, everyone even, even fetterman's wife no he's fine enough to run honey keep running i you love know, they they put a picture out of him i don't remember if it was him his staff probably not his wife because she fled the country but but they put a picture out where he's literally holding a piece of paper, kind of like trying to be like, all's clear, all's okay. It's like anyone can hold a piece of paper. <laughs> can he read what's on the paper? Can he can he give us a a, a summary of what's on the paper in actual English? That's that's well, that, that's the question. That, yeah, the people of Pennsylvania, right? That was yeah, where Pennsylvania. He was at. Yeah, they should be concerned because they're the he's the one you that's going to be making these big decisions for. <laughs> that state for that community for everything everyone involved in there and you're sitting there going that's who we're okay with that happening Again, if your father is, if yeah. your grandfather had a stroke you wouldn't be having to say so uh, what should we do you know like well, you know like we need you to make some life altering changes in our family can you do that you wouldn't this you wouldn't is a state it. who elected a dead person for pete's sake and i'm not talking about fetterman we've talked we're not going to go down this path because i'll get fired up and it's just <laughs> ridiculous but but they elected Fetterman, who's essentially dead. He's brain dead. And then they elected an actual dead person, not to a federal position. That, that's what's going on in Pennsylvania. That's, that's the state of, of affairs <laughs> in that state. But let's move on, because we got a lot to cover today, and we don't have enough time to do it. We never do. But we're going to get into to Tucker Carlson. We're going to show some of his clips, because he tore the lid off 
all of the January 6th nonsense, the, the sham January 6th investigation. And he showed what a lot of us have known to be the case, but he showed case in point very clearly how Americans were lied to. We're going to show you some of those clips we're going to talk about. I got a lot to say about that. Then also, we, we got to just touch on CNN real quick. I know they're a dumpster fire of a network. They are. But CNN's, there's a new report. CNN's CEO, former CEO Zucker, told his staff to ignore the stories and investigation into the origins of COVID. Why? Because it was something that Trump was talking about. They didn't want to give any kind of validation to what Trump was suggesting because they hated him and still hate him that much. So we're going to talk about that. And then you know that AT&T chick, Lily? Disco, the one who's in the commercials? Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I thought you were asking a rhetorical question. Yes. Well, you were asking that, me. that chick. Yes. yes she, I do know who she is. She's like straight up disgustingly woke and maybe even evil. I'm going to show you. If you haven't seen the clip, I'll show you the clip later she in the show. She shared a screen with LeBron James. Yes, she did. They're both they're both evil. Um, I'm going to show you what she said. Man, it's it's dark. She like she went she went really dark. I'm not saying she hasn't been dark, but she definitely is dark now. Then over on Booze and Banter today. We're going to get into Justin Trudeau, who's losing the information war in Canada. He's losing it big time. So they're spending more money to combat misinformation. That's going to all be happening over on Booze and Bantry. Antifa, as Jill was saying, KJP didn't even know what had happened in Atlanta. But in Atlanta, they attacked a training um, police training facility. We're going to get into that. We've got some of the footage. We'll talk about that and much more. Anything you guys want to get into, again, that'll be over on Booze and Bantry. You can sign up at redvoicemedia.com forward slash subscribe it's in the chat use promo code drew when you do d-r-e-w that's where we'll be you can try it for a dollar folks come have a drink with us let's have some fun let our hair down if you've got it i don't but we'll have a good time over there but let's you see the it. link you see the link every day i feel like we should come up with like a catchy tune that you sing it to that we you know <laughs> kind of like um, sign up a red voice you know, like, like something well, some kind of a jingle yeah we'll do that yeah. yeah yeah so let's dive into this stuff here um two weeks ago kevin mccarthy released hours Thousands upon thousands of hours of January 6th security surveillance footage to Tucker Carlson. Of course, the left lost their mind when that happened. We talked about it at the time. And this footage had never been seen by the public. Only had been viewed by members of the January 6th committee, who, by the way, never shared said footage with the public. Because why would they? They hate you. But this first clip here, I want to set it up. And I'm going to let Tucker do a lot of talking here because he did a hell of a job. If you missed his, his clips last night, don't worry. We got you covered right here. It's rather lengthy, but I, but I think it's important to show the entirety of it so you can get an understanding of the propaganda that was fed to all of us for the last two years. Take a listen to this, and then we'll discuss. With that, here's the video. It doesn't answer every question from January 6th. Far from it. But it does prove beyond doubt that Democrats in Congress, assisted by Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, lied about what happened that day. They are liars. That is conclusive. And that fact should prevent them from ever being taken seriously again. We're going to begin tonight with footage that shows you what was actually happening inside the Capitol. The footage does not show an insurrection or a riot in progress. Instead, it shows police escorting protesters through the building, including the now infamous QAnon shaman. Watch. These are the pictures you've seen of January 6th. They're familiar because they've been playing on a loop on every media outlet in America for the last two years. There's a reason for that. But it turns out there's quite a bit of video you haven't seen. And that video tells a very different story about what happened on January 6th. More than 40,000 hours of surveillance footage from in and around the Capitol have been withheld from the public. And once you see the video, you'll understand why. Taken as a whole, the video record does not support the claim that January 6th was an insurrection. In fact, it demolishes that claim. And that's exactly why the Democratic Party and its allies in the media prevented you from seeing it. By controlling the images you were allowed to view from January 6th, they controlled how the public understood that day. They could lie about what happened, and you would never know the difference. Those lies had a purpose. They created a pretext for a federal crackdown on opponents of the Uniparty in Washington. Our office wanted to ensure that there was shock and awe that we could charge as many people as possible. 
The first thing you notice from viewing the full video record of January 6th is just how many people entered the Capitol building that day. Hundreds and hundreds of people, possibly thousands, over the course of about two hours. The crowd was enormous. A small percentage of them were hooligans. They committed vandalism. You've seen their pictures again and again. But the overwhelming majority weren't. They were peaceful. They were orderly and meek. These were not insurrectionists. They were sightseers. Footage from inside the Capitol overturns the story you've heard about January 6th. Protesters queue up in neat little lines. They give each other tours outside the speaker's office. They take cheerful selfies and they smile. They're not destroying the Capitol. They obviously revere the Capitol. They're there because they believe the election was stolen from them. They believe in the system. Here's the man you've heard referred to as the QAnon shaman outside the Senate chamber. These are not rioters. These are people who wandered over from a political rally. We will not let them silence your voices. After the rally, they walked down Pennsylvania Avenue, where organizers had secured a federal permit to hold a legal rally on the grounds of the Capitol. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Once at the Capitol building, things began to get chaotic. Capitol police officers fired tear gas into the crowd. A few at the front of the herd broke windows. Someone opened the doors, and many hundreds of others just walked in. We're going to make that the story. Of course, they did make it the story. And at the center of it, the single most famous person arrested that day was a Navy veteran from Arizona called Jacob Chansley, often referred to as the QAnon shaman. The so-called QAnon shaman. QAnon shaman. Someone named Q shaman. Jacob Chansley became the face of January 6th, a dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building. But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving the inspiration needed to these police officers to allow us in this building. Contrast the reality of what Jacob Chansley did in the Capitol building on January 6th, the indisputable facts recorded on video, some of which has never before been seen, with the depiction of Jacob Chansley that you've seen in the media for more than two years. He's a terrorist, they said. He should be killed. Shoot him. Shoot him. Like, if it, you burst into the United States, if he was dressed like bin Laden, would you have shot him? Shoot him. Shoot him. It makes you wonder, who are the violent extremists here? Not Jacob Chansley. And the video proves that. But you would never have known from the media coverage. The people sitting in the chairs need to be sitting in a jail cell. Chansley is in a jail cell. He's been there for months. If he was, in fact, committing such a grave crime, why didn't the officers who were standing right next to him place him under arrest? Until now, no one could even prove that even happened. But it did. We're going to digest this surveillance video from the U.S. Capitol on January 6th in pieces tonight. We're going to show you more in just a moment. But first, we're going to pause. All right. So good stuff, right? Good stuff. Tucker's reporting of that footage that he and his team examined. And again, they've only done I mean, 40,000 hours. They, they just talked about chunks, small snippets over the course of his one-hour show last night. But it all supports that footage that you just saw there. It all supports what most of us believe from that day, that it wasn't this planned insurrection to try and overthrow the government. No, 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 no. Like, it just wasn't. It was a protest 
of frustrated voters, frustrated Americans who were seeing irregularities, seeing things happening, and most importantly, as I've said from the whole time, not getting answers. And anytime questions were brought up, they were told to shut up. So they, they were frustrated. They went to the Capitol, which is the right and appropriate place in this case to protest. You're protesting the people who are not giving you the answers, the people who are supposed to give you answers, who are supposed to represent you. But they went there to exercise their First Amendment right and to protest. Now, as I've said from day one, the ones who got out of control and vandalized stuff and broke windows and this, that, shameful, awful. And they should be dealt with accordingly. But that was like literally a fraction of a percent of the people who were there that day. But getting back to that day, the enemy class, of course, viewed this as an opportunity, as this last-ditch effort to try and connect Trump to a crime. Because they needed it. They needed this protest to turn violent, right? So they could label it as an insurrection, which obviously they did immediately. Obviously, they used it as ammunition to impeach him rapidly without any sort of investigation immediately for a second time. And it was all with the intent of making sure that Donald Trump would never be able to run for elected office again. He could never do it. Think about it. Think about how much Donald Trump scares the crap out of the enemy class. If they're willing to stage a crime and incarcerate Americans for exercising their First Amendment rights. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what is still happening. And when I mention the enemy class, the media is also very much lumped into that group. Two years, two years after the January 6th riot, members of the media claimed that the QAnon shaman who you saw there, Jacob Shanley, was one of the leaders of the insurrection. But he's literally, as you saw, he's being escorted by the Capitol Police all around the building into Senate chambers. I mean, these guys looked like production assistants who were escorting a fashion model to the set of the shoot. But if you're casting a movie and a narrative about an insurrection, Jacob fit the bill. Very much so. Someone in that crowd noticed him, cast him as the lead for the insurrection TV movie, and there, 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 we, there we were. And here we are. And when the riot was happening, and I saw images, we all saw images of these skirmishes that were going on outside, you also noticed what appeared to be Capitol Police opening doors, letting people in. I'm sure that he's going to touch on that in later, later footage. But we all saw that footage. We, we saw it with our own eyes. And when this ridiculous January 6th committee convened, they came up with this. I mean, they literally, that was a made-for-TV. They hired producers for the damn committee, that first meeting, if you don't remember that. Primetime committee meeting on national television with hired professional, so-called professional producers to do it. But they had this totally different narrative, this totally different view of what actually happened. We were also told by the corporate media, as well as the vegetable in chief Joe Biden and various other unscrupulous communist politicians, that many police officers were killed that day. That was categorically false. It was a laughable claim that yet, even though there's tons of evidence pointing to the, to the, to the opposite, they continue to push it, right? So it was false then, it's false now. Well, one of those officers that we hear about a lot and we've talked about in the show a lot was Brian Sicknick. Tucker uncovered footage of Brian Sicknick inside the Capitol after he was supposedly killed by rioters. Here was that scene, then we'll talk about it. Several police officers in the meantime. But Brian Sicknick should not be reduced to a prop for the political ambitions of the Democratic Party. He was a human being. The facts of his life matter, including how he died. To this day, media accounts describe Sicknick as someone who was, quote, slain on January 6th. The video we reviewed proves that is a lie. Here is surveillance footage of Sicknick walking in the Capitol after he was supposedly murdered by the mob outside. By all appearances, Sicknick is healthy and vigorous. He's wearing a helmet, so it's hard to imagine he was killed by a head injury. Whatever happened to Brian Sicknick was very obviously not the result of violence he suffered at the entrance to the Capitol. This tape overturns the single most powerful and politically useful lie the Democrats have told us about January 6th. And it was indeed a lie. The January 6th committee knew perfectly well that Brian Sicknick was walking normally through the Capitol. Well, there you go, right? Brian Sicknick, see, seen on camera alive after he was supposedly killed outside the Capitol, we were told repeatedly by all the people in the media, right? Everyone on the left screaming, the media screaming, the White House screaming, 
that he had been bashed over the head with the fire extinguisher, which was a total blatant lie repeated by the corporate media and their paid Democrat propagandists who got on camera and quoted with their sources on the ground who supposedly witnessed the attack. But another red flag for this thing from, from, from the very get-go, we know the result of how this ended up, right? With, and we'll talk about it in a second with how his family came out and announced something different. Now, they're blaming Trump for all of this, even with the medical information they released. But another red flag at the time was and should have been for everyone, this whole narrative of him being murdered outside in plain sight of everyone how, how is there no cell phone footage of that? No body cam footage of that murder? It did, Guys, it didn't happen. We all know if there was body cam footage of that happening, being bludgeoned to death by some Trump supporter or whoever, that footage would have, that footage would have been out in every news cycle, would have been everywhere for all of us to see. They probably counted him as a COVID death too. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> that damn virus is just getting everyone. But no, I mean, we would have seen that everywhere if that was in fact the case. Now we know that it was not true because one, his family came out and said he died days later of a stroke, totally unrelated to the events of that day. And we've now seen him on footage after the time that they said he was killed walking around casually inside the building. The, the whole he died of a stroke, you know, again, said his family thing killed the story. It should have killed the story at the time, but it didn't. They kept perpetuating this thing. Okay, the, the family came out and said, and again, the family's screwed up, and, and, and I get it. They're, 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 they're confused. They're grieving, all of that stuff. They, they lost a son, but they came out and said, no, 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 it was a stroke, and yet they're still blaming Trump for it, and yet the media is still going with this story that makes no sense. There's no evidence whatsoever to support. In fact, there's only evidence to support the contrary. But remember, in the mind of the leftist, it doesn't matter if January 6th was orchestrated propaganda or if it was real. The only thing that matters in their polluted minds is that their party's in charge. And for the left, the, the ends justify the means. If you have to lie to the American people, if you have to put innocent people in prison to bolster your narrative, so be it. That's what we're going to do. That's what we got to do. We're in a place right now in our history as a once great republic where we've got half of the population that's perfectly content, A-okay, no, no questions asked, no problem with believing the lies that the government's peddling. And they're also being nonplussed that the government has its own gulag in Washington, D.C., where it keeps political dissidents, have been there for a long time. I know a couple. As conservatives, we show our sympathy, and we also demand justice for the victim. You'll never in a million years hear anyone from the left denounce any sort of violent action or false imprisonment of someone who they believe is not part of an aggrieved group. They're, they're literally incapable, the left, of, of, of sympathy, unless it pushes their, their political agenda. That's the only time you hear them speak up for people. And that's one of the main reasons that our country is so fractured right now, so broken, and so unlikely to be glued back together. Again, I feel, look, I feel bad for Brian Sickening and his family, even though they've chosen sides and are blaming Trump for this. I get it. I'm not here to criticize their feelings. They're a grieving family. They're entitled to their feelings. That's fine. No matter how misguided they, they might be. But what I find grotesque and ghoulish about Democrat politicians using Brian Sicknick as some sort of war hero. I, I, again, he died days later, you guys, of a stroke unrelated to the events of January 6th. We, we screw up this whole hero thing all the time in our country now. What's a hero? What's not a hero? This guy was, this guy was not a hero, at least not for, for what happened here. Desmond Dawes, you, you saw the movie um, Hacksaw Ridge, right, Disco? Yeah, great movie. Climbing up the cliff in the middle of a night to save wounded Americans while there's Japanese crawling all around him. That's pretty badass. That's that's hero right there. That's hero. Brian Sicknick, not so much. And unfortunately, most of the people who join the Democrat Party in this day and age are just cowards, man. They're just weaklings who don't possess a brave or heroic bone in their body. So they have to create their own heroes and just drum them up out of thin air like Brian. 
It's just that's who they are, which means they pick somebody who's around during a specific event. And in this case, it was Brian Sicknick. And then they invent a narrative around him and his actions that day that help kind of drive and force their narrative out there even further. It's insane. It's insane the world we're living in. No, what's crazy, too, is that no matter what is going to come out from this, um, the people who are already being being held, you know, in the gulag, like you're yeah. saying, <clears throat> nothing. it feels like nothing's going to change. I, now, I, I have heard that people have been asking to have their hearing date pushed back because now there's evidence that hopefully could be used for them in their favor, which I think is great. It's awesome. But what's going to happen to Nancy Pelosi, who didn't call on the National Guard, who did, you know, like all the, the people who kind of sat idly by to let it happen. You yeah. know, like just, just how if, you know, if, you know, if I block a cop from doing his job, I could get arrested for obstruction of justice or whatever it's called. Where's that for them? Is that, will, will that ever come out? Probably won't. They won't because it's not a fair system that we're working in. Oh, but, 100%. But, but 100%. your point is, I mean, again, she denied that. I mean, this, this whole, we could talk about this thing for, for, years at this point because there's that much there to on the on the bone to chew on but it the amount of negligence on their part which makes it very clear and it's evident at this point that there was a lot of this planned obviously with the the sole intent of again preventing trump who they are terrified of from ever running again and also at the same time lumping all people who support trump into this new domestic extremist category that they've created it is division is their way forward that's how they have to have division they have nothing that they can actually push out there that is a a valuable helping the masses type policy it's all garbage that they live on their their hate it's fear it's division it's all those things so they've gotta they've gotta go with this but you think about the the major news stories getting back to kind of some of the sickening stuff there you think about the major news stories over the last 25 years and with those news stories look at the people who acted selflessly to save others lives and I guarantee you, because of who these people on the left are and their makeup, just what they are internally, 99% of those people or some high-ass number, whatever the figure is, who acted in a heroic fashion have more conservative leanings than they do left-wing leanings. That's just the type of people, right? These, these folks on the left, they're soft. They're unremarkable is what they are. They're incapable of protecting themselves or their families. And that's why you've got like that dude there uh, in the, I think it was the, the, the first clip. You've got that bald loser on the Bill Maher show from MSNBC who's saying that, that the QAnon shaman should be shot. I, look, I'm no QAnon f- person, but that, he's the perfect example, that guy, of the war pigs who are alive and, and well in America's enemy class pushing that stuff. They have no regard for life when it comes to someone they deem as an enemy to their ideology. But again, Sicknick was not some fallen hero of an insurrection. It was not an insurrection. His untimely death was just simply used as the political ploy to push this garbage, nonsense, false narrative. And sadly, that's all it will ever be. I'm sure Tucker's going to put more out. He's got more footage. I hope he does. I think this is really important. And again, guys, I'm not expecting the narrative to change. As someone said in the chat earlier today, I saw it come through. I didn't highlight it then, is they shouldn't have highlighted the fact that they have these these videos. They shouldn't have highlighted that it was coming because it allowed the press and the, and the left and, and even folks on the right to try and get ahead of it. And that's true. I, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. But the the victory I see in this is... There's footage now, there's documented footage that you can see with your own eyes that's going to show some other people, whatever that figure is, whatever that number is that wakes up and is like, oh yeah, they have been lying to us. Why didn't we see this earlier? There's going to be people who ask that question. Why didn't we see this footage earlier? And we're going to be like, damn good question. Welcome to the party, pal. This is reality. Those people are sick. They do not have your best interests at heart. In fact, they have the exact opposite. So I hope my hope and prayer from from this dump that came last night and the commentary surrounding it, but mostly just the dump, really. You don't you don't need the commentary. You can watch that for yourself and 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 see the truth. But my hope is that with with subsequent dumps of, of footage, we see 
large numbers of people starting to say, oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, we've been lied to. And I'm, I'm not saying that they're going to get all the way there to the point where they're saying, okay, you were right, because a lot of people won't do that. But I'm telling you, if we, we're at a point in time in this country where we need incremental small victories. We need lots of them. We need to start stacking them up and then get some bigger ones. But we got to take those. We talked about it the other day. We've got to take the small victories and run with it. This was a great victory. Let's run with it. Let's run with it. Let's hope that there's some more. All right. Let's also get to question of the day, which doesn't have a whole lot to do with this. Although Chuck Schumer's in this question, and he's terrified of what's happening right now. And so is Mitch McConnell. And the question is this. I know the answer's neither. They're both scum, douchebag humans. But who is more attractive? Mitch McConnell and his 48 chins or Chuck Schumer? Who's more attractive? Mitch McConnell or Chuck Schumer? Send in your answers. We're going to get to those answers. We'll talk about it. We'll also get into how CNN just keeps looking worse. And it's no surprise, by the way, but we need to talk about it. That's all coming up on the other side. Stick around. here we go people not happy with the question that's what we do we try and challenge challenge your mind to come up with an uncomfortable answer neither answer is 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 right for this or however you want to say it it's a tough question both of them are hideous human beings from the outside in but the question was if you're just joining who is more attractive mitch mcconnell or chuck schumer probably more difficult for for men than women but difficult all the way across the board. And depending on your answer, we'll tell a lot about your character, and we will judge you. <laughs> <laughs> of course. We're always, this is this is not a judge-free zone. We're, we're straight-up judges. Um, Toker says, got to go, Mitch. Organic medical grower says, WTF, and then said, no answer. Fair enough. Fair enough. So it's not easy. Mudcat, Schumer has great a uh, great-looking Joker look. Okay, fair point. Ooh, yes. Yes. Uh, Turtleneck McConnell or Chuck Scummy Schumer? Hard choice. Both are terrible. Sorry, Drew. I have to say both. What's up with these tough these these questions? It's like picking Satan or a Muppet. Yes, uh, fair. Kathleen French just says yuck. Perfect. See, this is this is what we we're going for. We wanted you to be like son of a bitch. This question sucks. I hate them both, <laughs> and I feel like we've succeeded. Uh, I'd say Mitch says Matilda because I love that look of total fear on his face when I see the scumbag. Um, Carrie Lynn, you terrible question, Drew. I don't know if I could choose one. If my only two choices were Mitch and Chuck, I'd stick with Bob. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the turtle Touché. or the penguin? Yes, fair point. The turtle or the penguin? We've got. Um, Drew is twisted. Many trial. Oh, more than any any of you guys mm. even know. Mm. Um, tricky subject here across here from across the pond you guys have been lied to enough for a real revolution we've, we've that's that's for damn sure we've been lied to um love you guys i ain't picking one says june fair enough fair enough i i love the pushback to this question today it's kind of fun okay we've got um <clears throat> mcconnell from jill d donner said earlier drew buddy there's something seriously wrong with you some of these questions i i told him there's there's so much wrong with me i Again, I deployed almost 40 times. I've, I have to deal with this new stuff all the time. I'm broken uh, in so many ways. 
McConnell would look better if he just backed into his shell, so I will go with that and just hope, says Barb. I like that. That's some creativity. Um, have to go Schumer. Yuck, says Ginger. Okay, what are you going with, Disco? What's your answer here? You know, I've, I'm trying to pull in uh, <clears throat> just like the – I just Googled them just to like – you know like let's let's get an honest opinion here you know and i love the whole yes schumer looks like the joker i'm you know i get it like that's fine so i guess the question is do you want to wake up every morning to a creepy joker looking face or someone even when they're smiling still looks like they're frowning uh you know it's, it's not the files aren't coming in but it's just you know you look at uh Mitch, and then there's a picture of him smiling, and it's like you're still frowning. I don't know how that happens. Yeah. So who's better looking? I would probably have to say Chucky Boy. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, they, like, when I see Mitch and I hear Mitch, it makes me want to punch someone. No, I, you know. I, I, I agree. So I hate both their faces oh, with a yeah. passion. Um, <laughs> but I think if I had to be stuck in a room with one for a while, I can't stomach looking at Mitch McConnell. Like, he just – breathes and weakness. i'm not the handsomest person in the world so like i get it like i, I get it you know like well i i'm not going to comment on that but but I, but but, <laughs> but 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 i can't stand looking at mitch at least chuck has an evil look to his hideousness that's yeah. kind of like kind of intriguing like he is kind of a movie character it's like okay this is in like mitch i just don't understand what value mitch brings to the planet and i'm not saying that chuck brings any either he doesn't but um, I think I'm gonna go Chuck again. I hate the question too. I, I'm not comfortable. You're the one who wrote it. Yeah, but I, I You're did. You're the one who I, wrote the question. Well, you know, again, there's weird but, stuff that goes on in this brain. You don't want to be in this head. Thank you, Barb. She says I'm pretty cute. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, Barb. Now he's gonna be talking about that forever. <laughs> uh, Remember that time Barb said I was cute? <laughs> all right, so let's move on to this other story. Disco, where did the COVID-19 virus come from? Wet market. Wuhan Laboratory of Virology. Like, quick, what's your answer? It was the bat, right? Wasn't it the guy who ate the bat? That's where it came from. <laughs> I mean, that that is that is something that was said, right? Yeah, it was. And and it's so obvious to all of us who don't suffer from Trump derangement syndrome that the COVID virus came from the Wuhan lab, not a wet market. And if it wasn't specifically the the Wuhan lab, it was another lab in another country that maybe we're we're fighting in that played a role. But it certainly wasn't a wet market, all that to say, right? Because first, first of all, by definition, a wet market only sells seafood, which is why it's a wet market. Second of all, bats the, the, and, and some of these other creatures they were talking about, these purported sources of the virus are both mammals and would never be found in a Chinese seafood market. But the New York Post is talking about this story now, right? <clears throat> and they're reporting that former disgraced fired – CNN CEO Jeff Zucker told his staff not to look into the origins of the COVID virus and specifically the lab leak theory because it was a Trump talking point. For, forget that it was important to know, right? It, which it was. It, you, this, this thing's spreading around the globe. You, you, you'd think you want to know more about it, right? But forget all that. Don't, don't look into it. We don't want to know because it could help Trump. In the process, so disregard it. Let's not actually do that. Let's just go with whatever the, the government tells us. Trump literally broke the brains that were not very strong ones, granted, to start with, but he broke the brains of the corporate media. He was the roadrunner, and the corporate media hacks were the coyotes. And at every turn, the corporate media was falling off cliffs, having bombs exploding in their face, all of that stuff. It's remarkable, and you could you could talk about it with the 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 story we talked about earlier with Tucker and the the January sixth footage, all of this stuff. I mean, he just destroyed them, and obviously they went after and have tried to destroy him too. But it's wild to see. But anyways, getting back to this article, getting back to this article. In the initial weeks, this is from it. In the initial weeks and months of the pandemic, prominent media personalities, public health officials, and elected officials from the Democrat Party dismissed the lab leak theory as debunked with some suggesting it was even racist to discuss the topic this i mean think about this right because we all remember going through this we talked about it on the show back then but this is how insane the media became in 2020 the origins of the corona it was obvious right it was, i mean it was clear that it came from a lab 
if you've got it, by the way, and you've had it multiple times like I have, and I'm sure a lot of you have, you can tell, too. Like, it, it felt synthetic. It didn't even feel like anything else. Same kind of symptoms, but, like, it's had to... Anyways, you get the point. But since Trump said it most likely came from a lab, it was immediately discounted. And anyone who believed that it did come from a lab was, of course, racist and xenophobic and all the other terms that keep getting thrown out there. That's new America logic right there if I've ever seen it. Before the Wuhan flu, though, the media's respectability was somewhere. It was already bad, right? It was somewhere between, like, a child molester and a urinal cake. But during the pandemic, when we actually needed the media, we actually needed journalists to step up to provide the American public with unbiased perspective and stories about the virus, we instead got political hackery, blatant lies, yellow journalism, all in an attempt to scuttle the re-election of Donald Trump. That's what it was about. And as bad as it was, I'm kind of grateful for it, right? Because so much has become more clear since then to all of us. And 2020 was a watershed moment in American history. And one of the things that was so clear and, and, and all it took for it to be a further watershed moment was two words. Well, really, it's three words, if I say end in the middle. But essential and non-essential. Once the media were declared essential workers, they believed they had finally, finally they did it. They achieved their goal of becoming part of the enemy class who had dictated and, and moved them and, and used them for so, so long. And to the media, being declared that, right? Being declared this essential worker gave them the attitude that they were better than the rest of the poor saps were sitting at home because the government deemed their job and their existence, you could say, to be non-essential. Sadly, though they don't really know this yet in the media, the enemy class does not actually view the media as their peers. They, they view them as, as useful idiots, as tools that will never be in their club but this was this was a huge point in america where literally again we knew we knew everything about what we talked about january 6th earlier it was it was clear as day to anyone paying even remote attention and we knew about covid and its origins and and at least you had some some good ideas and you were kind of starting to go down this track right but literally as more and more information comes out we're all, and we're not going to get an apology, by the way. But we're all, we're all told, hey, you were right. You were, you know what? You were right about that. They won't say that, but inside they're like, shit, they were right. Drew was right. This guy was right. This girl was right. This whoever was right. And and they probably shuddered to say it. But on on these issues, at least in their in their head, some of them are probably like Trump was right. They won't say it out loud. But man, I like we, how you squeezed in a Drew is right in there. Well, to, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, this is my show. I got I got to give myself a plug every once in a while, right? Um, <clears throat> tricky subject. They're past caring. They're no longer hiding their agenda. It's all systems go for the NWO. I agree, right? I mean, we talk about that all the time. I mean, that's what's so crazy about this is you realize what they're doing. A lot of other people don't, and you talk about it, and then you're called crazy. And for the longest time, they played the game a little bit more coy. They they hid their tracks a little bit more. Now it's like, screw that. Take your mask off. Hell, take your pants off because they're into all that kind of stuff too. Take it all off and just let's let the whole world know what we want to do. And yet, let's tell the media, our proxies in the media, to say, no, that's not what we're doing, even though it's obviously what we're doing over here. And there's enough dumb Americans who will go along with it. And sadly, that's true. But the but the ma man the 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 masks are are way off, way off. <clears throat> All right, let's we're gonna skip this break. You're welcome. I'm here. To, I'm just giving gifts out on Tuesday. Um, but I want to talk about this because the, the AT T chick Lily, who's been in all these commercials, right? There's tons of rumors. I don't know if they're true or not. I'm not. We're not going down this path of whether she used to be in in porn or not. I don't know if that's true. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But. This the AT&T spokesperson. Her real name is Melania Vaintrub. I don't know if I said that right. Don't care. Especially don't care now. But she put out a very she virtual virtue signaled the shit out of this message right here. I mean, the, the amount of things she touches on is actually. I mean, you almost have to give her props for how just disastrous she is. 
But she put out this I'm better than you video. Here it is, and then we'll talk about it. Oh, um, wait, sorry. Before you unfollow me, I um, just really want you to know that I also believe Black Lives Matter and that money should be allocated from the police into communities. And uh, climate change is real. Uh, universal health care is the answer. Um, I believe in removing money from politics. I have had an abortion. Um, and I support every birthing person's right to have one. Um, and what else? Oh, refugees are welcome here. I've been working for about the past eight years to make sure that refugees feel safer and have more of what they need in the world. Um, also, I believe people are inherently good inside. And um, if I met you in person, I would treat you well. And wow. I mean, she Is covered she all the bases. Yeah, is she trying to lose her contract? You know, AT and T doesn't care. They probably love no, that. I, no, oh yeah, but I'm just saying, like in the past, that's how you would lose a contract. Hundred percent by by voicing your opinion on all those things. It's, it's like she got a better offer somewhere, and she's like, how how can I uh, how can I break this? Because you know they buy her likeness. It's like every ten years, you know. So it's like you know, is her contract not up yet? She's like, oh, I'm trying to get over here, but it's, well, it's probably going to help her. It al point. tricky subject is like is this satire? I mean, it it almost feels like it because she gets every woke talking point in there. I mean, it was truly kind of amazing, S sick but amazing. And she was able to articulate it into this kind of sexy communist porno voice, right? That she that she used. Not shocked at all, by the way, that that woman is still single. But most of these. Uh, she's not even really a Hollywood type, but like most of these entertainment types, they just paired around leftist talking points because they truly believe, and you can tell with her, they truly believe that they're more virtuous than anyone else on the planet. Certainly than, than all of us, right? We all have our own beliefs. And, and for the longest time in this country, we kept those beliefs private. And a lot of people still do because we know our personal beliefs don't make us better or worse than anyone else. At least in, in, in normal times. We're, we're not in normal times anymore. But our beliefs are a code that we choose to live by. And it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about our personal code. But for the leftist mindset, for these crazy people like that, it becomes your a justification for your own personal choices. Did you notice how flippantly she mentioned her own abortion, that she had one? She was talking about it like she had just gotten over the flu. Oh, and I had an abortion. Like, I mean, like, it's just these people, man. They're, they're mainstreaming their murderous agenda. And what's even more sickening is I believe, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I believe that we're going to see a, a, more of a trend of that, right? There's been, we've, we've shown pictures of people, like there's that one chick, I had 21 abortions in a private, sick stuff. But we're going to see a trend of these leftist lunatic women who will intentionally get pregnant just so they can have one and brag about it on social media. Sounds crazy, sounds outlandish, but so does everything else that's happening in our country today. I wouldn't be shocked at all to see that trend. I hope I hope I'm wrong. I hope it doesn't cuz it's disgusting, it's vile, it's all sorts of other words. But these people, they're going to keep pushing the envelope of our social norms, trying to change it all just to create more chaos in our society because that's who they are. That's what they do. The left needs chaos. They need discontent. They need violence. All of that because you know what it does? It justifies an authoritarian takeover of the government, which is something that they would love to do. If you can see things through, through that optic, through that lens of knowing how breaking up families, it doesn't matter what it is. It's breaking up families. It's this issue. It's, it's the LGBT, LGBTQ stuff, which is also used to break up families. Abortion, the border, whatever it is. All of it is to sow discontent and division because all of that allows them to continue to push this nonsense where we have to have bigger government and more control and these people should not have a voice. And it, it, they're slowly but surely able to restructure and change how we do everything. It's it, it, When you can see through that lens, again, all of the things that are happening make a lot more sense. Now, I think that there's probably some out, some out there that is a little bit more circumstantial, but it, with, with each and every growing day 
as things get more and more crazy, you start to toss like, well, maybe let's give the benefit. You don't have that. Let's give that the benefit of the doubt, or that might just be circumstantial anymore. You throw that shit out out, out the window because it's it's literally as Sanders saying now. It's become this kind of war of good and evil. There is a civil war happening in our country right now, and it's mostly culturally. But it's people are missing it because they're not seeing bullets and bombs, and I pray that they don't. But 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 it's happening. It's happening right now, and we're we talk about it every day. It's an information war. It's a cultural war. It's it's happening right now. <clears throat> and look, I'm not a big boycotter. I'm not opposed to boycotting either. I just am not. I don't have time to even do stuff outside of the show and all the different businesses and, and things that we're involved in as it is. But if I were an AT&T subscriber after her, and we'll see how they respond to this. I haven't seen their response yet. But after this, after canceling Newsmax, canceling OAN, all of that stuff, I would m most certainly cancel my subscription after this. A lot of people haven't eaten at Subway in years because of their selections. They had Jared the child molester. They had China's own bitch, LeBron James. Megan Rapinoe. Oh, I mean, these woke corporations, they hate America and they hate you. So stop giving them your money. Don't spend a dime on them. A lot of them have enough where it's not going to really make that much of a, of, of a difference on them. But damn sure try. Got to try. All right, folks. Let's move on to some other stuff. We're going to do it in booze and banter. It's that time of the day where we're headed over to Red Voice Media. Guys, it's really easy. I'm going to try and paste this in here again if it's if it's still here. And boom, it is. Um, so head on over. It's redvoicemedia.com forward slash subscribe. You can also go to redvoicemedia.com forward slash Drew Crew. Either one, use promo code Drew when you get there. You can try it for a dollar. Shelby says, insert Mammoth Nation code here. Exactly. Yeah, go to Mammoth Nation too, guys. Mammothnation.com. You can save 30% on your membership over there with promo code Drew. Almost 700 vetted pro-America companies. You get to shop guilt-free, all of that. But for now, <clears throat> head on over to Red Voice Media. We're going to be there for booze and banter. Bring some questions. Bring a drink. We'll look forward to seeing you there. For some reason you can't, we'll see you tomorrow. Be safe. Be smart. Be free. Just heard Drew Berquist. Catch the show weekdays on every major social media platform and on DrewBerquist.com.